Hi, and welcome back to the Utajua Hujui podcast. Now, a quick word before we get in. Your girl, Aileen, has a little bit of a potty mouth, which means she does not mind her language and she speaks the fluent French, <laughs> um, which is all to say that I understand that some people are a little bit uncomfortable with this language. So here's just a warning for you. If, however, you are not uncomfortable and you would like to learn about the world around you and capitalism and colonialism and just like... All this fun shit with a dazzling, brilliant, and funny host, if I do say so myself. Um, keep listening. Call to order. Court is in session. You bastard. Hi. Oh. Sitting on the right. Could <laughs> <laughs> just finish. The right honorable. Is that what they're called? I think Barista so, right? of whatever nonsense. Advocate. Right advocate. Right Miss advocate. Auk or Aileen. Mm-hmm. And on her left, mm-hmm. her hero, the world's hero, the undisputed Doubt. favorite co host of the world. In the undisputed best African history colonialism blah 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 podcast, Karevi Ngare, aka GK, aka the greatness, aka also known as also known as. I watched it on a on a movie. Okay. And I was like, I've gotta have to do it one day. Aka, aka also known as known as. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Just, just give me one minute. Sorry, Emma back. There were like a lot of ants everywhere, and I was reliving some trauma, but it's okay. Ants. We're good. We're good. There are no ants here. There are so many ants. Oh my god. Yeah. Have you ever woken up to like an ant just like on your face and oh? What's wrong with that? No, you were peacefully. It feels like you were taken advantage of. Ants are the most useless animals they don't hurt anybody i mean they're useful to this ecosystem they're useful to your whatever i saw your eyes they're just harmless that's what i meant they're They're completely harmless see we like wasn't the whole point of ant-man showing you that like ants are powerful and what makes them powerful is their ability to cooperate so can an ant supersize itself to then now destroy you it's not supersizing it's the fact that they're all just you can't see all of them and where there is one there are bound to be more there are thousands. Exactly. Not even thousands, millions. Isn't, isn't it like, isn't the ratio of like one human to like a billion ants or something? For every human is like a billion ants. Something like that. And the world has survived. For now. And I can <laughs> assure now. you, if you Google it, how many people have been killed by ants? I mean, I just... How many people have gotten poisoned by ants? I'm very messy. You can um, eat an ant and it's fine. How many people have been killed by ants? Uh, 30 people die from ant bites each year in the US. It is more, an ant is more likely to kill you than a shark, to put it into perspective. That's and yet we're most, all afraid of sharks. That's the most nonsense fact I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Nonsense. Actually, speaking of facts, I, today instead of like having you air out whatever issues that are going on with your life, whatever's in your heart, I thought we'd play a little game of true and false. I'm going to read out a fact and then you have to tell me if you think it's true or not i'm gonna kill this <laughs> okay all right um thyme the spice is technically a tree true or false time yes time not time time is technically a tree true or false true it's false <laughs> it looks like a tree okay, okay that's so that's alien one greatness zero Fact number two. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that if you knock your tooth out and put it back in the socket, it can grow back and you can save the tooth? True or false? False. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So apparently. And why doesn't anyone do that? <laughs> so I, I don't think many people know this. Apparently, when you knock a tooth out, like the damaged nerves and blood vessels can't be saved. But the bone and the tissues that cover the root can be uh, reattached. So you can kind of just like save the tooth. If you rush the dentist, they can just plop it back into the hole and like 
just let it live there. Why don't we do that more often? I think it's because it's like a dead tooth. Like there are no nerves, there are no blood vessels. It's just dead, but it's there. So there's no point. That's nasty. Okay. Okay. Um, Komodo dragons can reproduce asexually. That is, like they don't like a like a mommy Komodo and a daddy Komodo don't need to come together. False. To make... It's true. <laughs> it's actually true. So, in 2020, mm-hmm. Charlie, a female Komodo dragon at the Chattanooga Zoo in Tennessee, mm-hmm. gave birth to three hatchlings without a male partner. I'm sure she had had some, like, years no. before. No! So, apparently... Some leftover sperm was just sneaking up no, there, you uh, know? So, it's a process called parthenogesis, and it happens when another egg fertilizes an egg instead of it being a sperm. I don't know how it works. I'm not an animal biologist. I'm I just telling you possible. right now, you've made the feminists in the world be like, what? We so. don't need men? So I think, I think just because it works for the Komodo dragon doesn't mean it works for us. I'm sure there's some scientists who are trying to figure it out, though. I do know there are scientists who are trying to create artificial wombs. That's a thing. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in support of that, actually. A little bit. Because, not because of... Uh, because pregnancy is an inherently dangerous uh, no thing. I don't care about that at all in fact I feel it's part of the journey like, I, I can say that because you I'm, don't ne- have to go I'm never going to be pregnant <laughs> I don't care but the issue is you have a, a large number of um, women who want to have their own children who have found out that the reason they can't is not because their ovaries are problematic it's because their wombs can't hold a baby um, they normally go into surrogacy, but there's all those problems with surrogacy. So if you can instead, instead of using surrogates, you use a womb, Large artificial womb. womb. Yeah, A1, do it. Okay. It, it also helps because artificially you can also, there are guys who, many guys, in fact, I think the stats show that more men than women can't have kids. And sometimes oh, there's yeah. surgery that can be done on the, on the, on the sperm that helps the ovary and the sperm and just put it in the womb and you're good. Yeah, I mean... So I'm for it. I wasn't expecting that from you. I think we're a long ways away. You can't judge me. You can't figure me out. I guess I can't. You cannot. My bad. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Mm -hmm. Dinosaurs actually had big ears, but nobody knows because ears don't have bones. True or false? How can you prove that? You just said (laughs) nobody knows. So how can we say they had... But nobody knows. So I'm going to say false because that question was wrong. I mean, so the, from what my research I did, um, I don't know. No right? shit! You okay, just so said listen, nobody listen, knows. Listen, 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 What inspired this particular fact was, I think there was an episode of um, Friends where Ross was like showing people what he thought a dinosaur sounded like. And he went like, no, Don't never make that sound again. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, the dinosaur, like, because certain things don't preserve well, like hair doesn't preserve well. So for all we know, dinosaurs could have been super furry. They oh. could have had ears. 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 Um, yeah. So I mean, this was a bad fact. My bad. Good eye. Great eye. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Water is not wet. Or is water always wet? That's not the fact. The fact is, water so is not wet. We must explore what it means to be wet. <laughs> I mean, not in that way. <laughs> I mean, the mechanics is just the same. Like, liquid is still involved. Sure, but, but, but what does wet mean? Does it mean stained with moisture? If it does mean stained with moisture, the moisture is the water. So the water can't be stained with itself. Water can't get wet. Final answer. So true. Final answer. So true. Final answer. That's your final answer. Final answer. It's true. Final answer. I need you to say the word true. I said final answer. But you haven't said true. Water cannot get wet. Final answer. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. Wetness arises from the interaction between a liquid and a solid surface. Because water is liquid, it cannot itself be wet. I am a genius. It just makes things wet. I am a genius. Um, Then finally... You can't see your shadow in a mirror because mirrors only reflect light and shadows are an absence of light. True or false? <laughs> there are no shadows here. <laughs> there's plenty of reflections, but there's no shadow here. Darkness falls across the, the land. land. The, the midnight, midnight hour is, is close at hand. hand. Yes, you cannot see your shadow in the... Yes, you can. 
Yes, you can. You can't see your shadow in the dark. In the mirror. In the mirror. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, it, it's a mirror, not like I don't know, a candle. Like, yeah, simple enough. We're good. Sure. We're good. Sure. Did you learn some new things today? Yeah. Before we learn yeah. more things today. Aileen is a B word. Wow. A bright student. Thank you. Yeah, that's that what I meant. I went to group of schools. Thank you very much. Me, 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 I didn't go to group of schools. I didn't. I went to a Catholic school. Is that not law? It's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't prove it. It's not. It's, it's not that. It's just the way you're choosing to characterize your school as simply a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic school. And not. No, because if I say it, then I'm going to expose your your lie for what it is, not the Ex- truth. Expose it. Okay, fine. You have the facts. You don't, yes. you, you don't know no, okay, me. Okay, look, you've characterized your school as a Catholic school, mm-hmm. which is which is technically true, mm-hmm. instead of one of the four IB schools in the country. Did I go to IB in that school? But it's still an IB school. Yes, I'm a St. Mary's alumni. Uh, then went to another school where I went and saw girls for the first time. <laughs> um, and there... So maybe I am a group of schools. You know, I think I really took for granted the fact that like my school was mixed. Because mm-hmm. I'm hearing your stories about having just seen like like you were 16 before you saw a skirt. Let, let me tell you guys how hard life was. So I was a student at St. Mary's School. Mm-hmm. St. Mary's has from class 1 to IB2. That's yes. 12 or 13 years of schooling. Yes. 12 or 13 years. Yes. Only two of those years... IB1 and IB2 have women. Yes. So in a ratio of, let's say, 700 students, 30 are women. Mm-hmm. Now, what was worse for me is in four, three of my um, seven years in that school, okay. I had relatives who were women in IB. Do you know one person? I'm not going to say his name, even though I remember his name. Starts with an L and, L's with a, and ends with an I-L. Isle. It starts with an L, ends with an Isle. Put that together. Lyle. Correct. <laughs> he called me for the one and a half years my sister was in that school. He called me my sister's name. My you... sister's name is Wangeshi. So he used to look at me and be like, Wangeshi, what's up? Why would you respond? Because I wanted to be cool. I wanted oh. to be in his, the inn. I wasn't in the inn. Should I start calling you Wangeshi? Then? I swear I will shoot you. <laughs> you will die. Let this podcast be episode. Let this podcast be an uh, evidence in the case, in the event that I die mysteriously. We already have one uh, suspect uh, who has professed his intention to kill me because I have called him, or intend to call him, mm-hmm. Mangesh or Sashi. If you say that, let me not lie to you. You will die, and I will be the one to who did it, and they will still not catch me. Use my connection. I mean, that's some strong OJ energy. Let me not lie to I you. Got, I got dreads. You think I don't got connections I to the Mungiki? Have, I also have dreads. But I go to Shags every week. You think I don't have connections to, to, to the Mungiki? You think I don't? You think I'm just a soft tea? Anyways, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so before we even get there, today, mm-hmm. like you know what kind of podcast this is. Although, to be quite honest with y'all, it has not been this kind of she podcast She hasn't had alcohol here for like... Since the last time, since the Kapanguria episode, which was like two weeks ago. Yeah, but that was like a KO. That's yeah, not counted. It's, it's counted. It's what? It's still alcohol. You know what she used to drink in our in our work? She used to put in her tea mug. Look no, at I, me snitching I, no, I, on I, her. Came, I came with a special bottle. I was just. Oh drink. yes, you had the <laughs> cold the cold drink, and then she'd put hunters. What was your What was your so, breakdown? So in my so, so in my bottle, it was like a sweet tea. With like a shitload of whiskey in it, because mm. that's the only way you could drink it. And the whiskey she would buy is for her and her. Choice. She 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 claims to be oh I'm so fancy. No no I'm bougie. But I when she buys herself, fancy. when she's paying for herself, she is the cheapskate. Yes. And she put Hunter's Choice. Yes. Eight hundred bobble a, 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 a seven fifty ml yes. bottle for whiskey lovers. Is see, that not? Is see, that good? It, see the point is to get drunk, not to savor it. That if is, I wanted to savor it, I'll go for such, a Glenfiddich or a Glenfiddich. such a Kenyan ideology. Number one. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be killed by all whiskey lovers. You can never save a whiskey. What? Just What facts. lies are these? Have you never heard like a nice whiskey? Instead of it burning down, it kind of like caresses your throat on the way down. Would you not just prefer to have something else? No. 
It's a fact. No. Anyone who drinks whiskey at first would have preferred to have yeah, drunk something first. else. But the same, you could say the same thing about alcohol in general. All hard liquor tastes like crap. So does beer. No, beer tastes fantastic. Beer tastes like crap. No, beer it tastes like shitty water. It's the most quench, quenchable thing I've ever seen quenchable. in my life. Quenching. Quenching. Thirst quenching. And on that note... Shall we move? What are, what am I what are we drinking today? Because we both have our mugs. Yeah, yeah, for for old time's sake. Ah, wonderful. What's in your mug? So What's in your cup? I am drinking an excellent cup of coffee, one hundred percent Arabica, single origin. Where is it from? It is from a farm called Karunguru Estate. Oh, please tell me more. I am drinking Karunguru <laughs> Estate coffee, one hundred percent Arabica. The trees are treated like babies. The red cherries are selected. Re- the, the coffee bean is extracted and it is roasted to a medium perfection. That is what I am drinking today. And I am drinking Karisha She's Gold, drinking nothing. Green tea useless. Mint. It can't be green if the p- packaging is papo. Anyways, let's move on. Yes, we might as well because we have a lot to talk about today. Mm-hmm. You want to guess how many words I wrote? Please let it be like Six. Six thousand, six hundred and sixty. Am I not a... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Just before, before, <laughs> before we go on, I'd just like to say this, just in case. She just said, she wrote six, six, six. Zero. Six, six, six. Zero. Yeah, yeah, they always mask it with something. Oh my God. You know what? Six thousand six hundred and sixty. I really thought you couldn't have written six thousand uh, five hundred six hundred and fifty nine. Do you want me to add a word like J? There. Uh, now it's six. Reduce six, reduce a word so that it's fifty nine. Uh, no, you know what? I actually like the six 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 thing because like the this entire episode, this entire topic is very conspiratorial. All I'm gonna say is I am not surprised. But what? I am not surprised but that what? that it is a lean. Who has this six six six? Oh, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? And also, what does that say about you? That you're hanging out with somebody who would so casually, coincidentally, coincidentally, mm-hmm. uh, write a script with uh, 660, 6,660 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, words on the dot. Jesus went to the darkest places to save people. So... Interacting with you is is my darkness. Be care- yeah, but it's Jesus. Be careful. You're not Jesus. I could drag you down to hell. I'm ca greatness. And it's fun. As, you know, as, actually, as, no. I don't want. I just as as as, as Jay Z said, if Jesus playing LeBron, I'm, I'm paying, paying Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade. Same thing. Same thing. So okay. he's paying LeBron. I'm playing now. Dwayne Wade is. I'm I'm playing. I'm paying Steph Curry. You know. Okay. Just mm-hmm. because. I don't want to show my ignorance here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, except I feel like I must. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph Curry is the one. His wife is Aisha, yes? How do you know this guy via his wife? Because <laughs> their love story is so cute. And also, he's the one that's alive. LeBron is the one that died. What's wrong with you? Question. LeBron is alive. Who's the one that died? Six, six, six. Shindwe. No, no, but. But which one died? With, Kobe. With Thank Kobe. you, Gianna. Thank you. I was confused. Because yeah. they all play for the Lakers at some point. Steph Curry has never played for the Lakers. Who does Steph Curry play for? The Golden State. Okay, you know how I made you sit down and watch Lord of the Rings, even though you only watched one and a half of the three movies? Which is good. I did 50%. I need to work on the other 50%. Uh-huh. You need to sit down with me and watch basketball. Actually, and football. So actually, I like basketball. When I was a, an educator, like I really, like I had a lot of fun watching basketball. Yet you didn't know that LeBron is alive. I know he's doing some school things, and like he's a billionaire now, maybe. So funny interacting with women to realize that all they know about sports people is their non-sport relationships. Not women, me, because I am a non-sport person. If you were to go, so if like, you were to go talk to Annalise or Bridget, they would be better suited for an, this an, Annalise, Annalise, yes. MMA, yes. Nothing else. Bridget football. She's getting better. Bridget, listen to me carefully. God, I'm going to cut this out and send it to her. Let me make a note of this. Listen to me carefully, Bridget. Mm-hmm. Let me make a note. You are not a good football fan. Oh, that's rude. Until you, you are not a good to me. football fan. Until you prove to me personally. That is some gatekeeping bullshit. 
You can't be in the game six months and say that you're in the game. But that's how you start. You so she's a starter. Yeah, she's a beginner. By being like, yeah, great job. Like, go to this. Go to this. Check when, out this resource. When have you seen sports people do that? You should. Have you ever considered the part of the reason why like it's difficult for a non-sport person like me mm-hmm. to enter any sport? Why is fandom sport? is because of people like you. Why do people watch sport? To be honest, I started watching sports because it's a cute guy. You get shorts. out of here. <laughs> you're not welcome. People watch sports for two reasons. Number one, the warrior nature of sports, and the, the camaraderie of it. Number two, the banter of sports. Mm-hmm. They have a huge generation of individuals who basically we suck at social situations mm-hmm. put in sports there's something to talk about okay and the funnest thing about talking about things with africans in particular is making fun of them you have to make fun of them so we're making fun of these sports people who don't know sports until they know sports and then we'll make fun of their club now she says she supports my club Arsenal? so i can't correct so i can't attack her for the support for choosing the right club but i can call her an amateur Welcome to the police academy. Since we are all amateurs here, mm-hmm. let us begin. Please. So now let me tell you, like I am, this one, this episode in particular exhausted me. It exhausted mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I gave myself intellectual blue balls mm-hmm. trying to figure out who killed this man. Which man? Robert Ouko. Because any time I came close, I found evidence that was like, nope, nope, discount this theory, discount mm-hmm. this theory, discount this theory. So all we know at the end of this is that he died. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. We don't know like the, the specifics of how. We just know he died. This one. Super annoying. This one. And maybe the Boyer case. And, and James Karaoke. This one and the Boyer case really? are the only two that I believe 100% were executed by the state. But who in the state? Because the who matters. The who matters. The who matters, right? We'll get to that point yeah. as you talk yeah. about that part of his story. So, like, before I begin, I also do want to note, like, there are some similarities between this one mm-hmm. and J.M. Karayuki's assassination in 75. Mm. Um, broad strokes, both Ouko and Karayuki were incredibly popular government officials mm-hmm. who were uh, anti-corruption mm-hmm. and heavily criticized the government of the day. Both men were found murdered in the middle of did nowhere. Did he criticize the government of the day? He oh, worked for the government. He did, but he was also like hypercritical about the level of corruption. Like he mm. knew who to criticize mm. about corruption and who not to touch, because he's mm. also politically astute. He never touched. Yeah. The big man. But he also knew that as foreign affairs minister, you don't go talking shit about your country abroad. Mm. You don't air your dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. So you defend it abroad, but at home you're saying you're saying your own things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, both men, Karaoke and Oko, were both last seen around or with high-ranking government officials before their deaths. Mm-hmm. And after their deaths, the government interfered in both of the investigations into how and why they died. And also after their deaths, the country also imploded both times. <laughs> Let me ask you, there's a name called... Is it Troon? Is it... Yes, Does he have Troon. to do with this case? Okay. The so. Troon, the, the white guy. It's is, always is, a, there's always a white guy. So yeah, so uh, what do you know about the murder? Who did it? Who was involved? What do you remember? What do I remember? Mm-hmm. I remember that... I actually remember quite a, a tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to his um, home mm-hmm. in the night. Uh, there's a guy, he, he disappears into the forest. They're not sure how or into the, an area. He's killed and uh, burnt. Mm-hmm. He's found by, a, I think, a herds boy mm-hmm. or somebody. Um, there were many suspects, uh, the, the week before, I think he had been in America mm-hmm. and he had said some things about certain of those suspects and, uh, someone had to run away from the country. The whole political career got completely ruined and they maybe did it. It's like, Oh, there's this documentary series. I think that used Citizen? to be released. I think it was by Citizen. The six part series. Which is actually pretty series. Good. It is really pretty interesting. Good, yeah. Breaking down the murder the situation around it, and it actually interviews some of the suspects, mm-hmm. the ones who are alive. The others, like Biwat, I think, was interviewed. I think Biwat, um, another guy, and then there was, of course, Hezekiah mm-hmm. Oyugi. I think he had died. I think the 90s, by then he yeah. had died, and Hezekiah Oyugi was a man of extreme power. Yes, extreme power. He was one of those people, as well as Oko, but maybe in a different way, who, in a very dominant um, Kalenjin a dominant political system, he made a space for himself in mm-hmm. terms of his loyalty to the pre- president. So 
basically Ouko, I didn't see him as that popular, but mm-hmm. he was known as the father of foreign affairs in this country, like yes. the greatest ever foreign affairs minister. minister this country has ever seen. Yeah. Th- that's roughly what I know. Okay, good. Um, so let's get into it. As, as, as you know that I like to do, I like to give you like a brief overview of his life. It's never brief, but okay. It's, it's okay. Let me see how many pages this like, one is. It's like a thousand words. Okay, it is definitely a thousand words. You see? But it's only like a page, maybe two pages max. <laughs> see what I mean? Um, but anyway, so mm-hmm. Robert Ouko, Robert John Ouko mm-hmm. was born on the 31st of March, 1932. This makes him an Aries. According to, don't look at me like that. According to Cosmo, Aries are the babies of the Zodiac. They are the first sign and therefore they are the most raw with their needs, demands and emotions. Um, they are also warm, community-oriented, dedicated, passionate, and hella competitive. What would Ouko think about you calling him an Aries? <laughs> but it's the Please. truth, he was an Aries. Just like, I'm a cancer. I'm like a peak cancer baby. <laughs> None of us... Oh, anyways, continue. No, I, I, feel like, I feel like you're pretty... Like you, I think you're Sagittarius. Like You have strong Sagittarius energy. I don't know what that means. You should. Like, I'm not interested. For no other reason than banter, just check astrology. It's fine. I hate that thing. You're such an Aries. You're such a cancer. You're such, oh my God. You're such a hypnomoria. Let me tell you, like Scorpios are... You see, oh Scorpio is the one. <laughs> what are those And Tauruses. Tauruses, my God. Never even heard of that one. Oh, anyway. So, Ouko was born in Yahera in Kisumu mm-hmm. to Erasto Sida and Susan Alu Sida. Mm-hmm. He went to primary school at Ogada Primary School in Kisumu mm-hmm. and later Nyangori School in Kakamega. Mm-hmm. After graduating, he attended Sariba Teachers Training College and graduated with a teacher's certificate. Yep. This was, of course, in the colonial era where the only acceptable and accessible professions were teacher, teacher or government administrator. Teacher, administrator, nurse. That's finished. It, those three. Yep. Rather interestingly, it seems that Oko didn't get his O-levels or his Cambridge school certificate mm-hmm. until after he became a teacher. Mm. That's that's what I think it would. Mm-hmm. It means my research. Mm-hmm. Um, he earned these qualifications in the 1950s. Yep. And then he joined the Kenya Civil Service as a revenue officer, or basically a tax collector. Mm-hmm. And he was a tax collector for Kisi District. Mm. Um, at the same time, Oko pursued his degree in public administration, economics, and political, political science, science from Halle Selassie University in Ethiopia. Mm. Now it's called Addis Ababa University. Oh, they removed his name. Mm. Wow. I wonder why. I feel like that it has something to do with his Probably because of how he was thrown out. Yeah. Um, as he studied, Oko's career went from strength to strength. Strength to strength. And he rose from a revenue officer to an assistant secretary in the office of the British governor by 1962. Mm -hmm. Now, independence was a real boon for this man. Um, In 1963, he was appointed as the permanent secretary for the Minister of Works, which is fucking rare. Mm -hmm. Because it meant that in about a year, Uko went from being like an assistant secretary to a PS, Mm -hmm. skipping the ranks of like undersecretary, deputy secretary, and like all these things. He just jumped. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was about to rise even further. Yep. While in the Ministry of Works, the Kenyatta administration kind of realized, oh, we were, we're not really u- maximizing this guy's strengths. Mm-hmm. So in 1969, Uko graduated with um, a, diplo- a postgrad diploma in international relations and diplomacy from Makarere University. And he was appointed as a minister for finance and administration for the East African community. A year later, he was appointed the minister for the common market and economic affairs for the same community. Mm-hmm. And in 1971, he received an honorary doctorate of laws by the Pacific Lutheran University in Seattle. Ooh, ooh. Unfortunately, in 1971, the EAC collapsed yep. and Oko was sent home. Once home, he was nominated to parliament and then he was appointed as Kenya's Minister for Economic Planning and Community Affairs. Mm-hmm. Six years later, six didn't get that math right eight years later mm-hmm. Oko was elected as the elected in parliament for the kisumu rural constituency in 1979 mm. now as a politician Oko was an anti-corruption crusader yep and this made him beloved by the people mm-hmm. in fact um in an anonymous written allegation sent to the kenya police in december mm-hmm. 1991 after yeah. his murder entitled who killed dr rj Oko and why the author described Oko as follows and i quote he was an honest, straightforward man whose character and dared him to all endeared him to all who came his way. Mm-hmm. His outward character spurred him to go to great lengths to help all who came to him. Mm-hmm. Dr. Oko's commitment to work was unparalleled, sometimes bordering on obsession. 
Mm. As a seasoned planner, economist, and politician, he took the unemployment problem in Kenya in general mm. and that of his consumer constituency, Kisumu constituency, my God, in particular so seriously yeah. that he lobbied aggressively and persuasively for the revival of development projects. Wow. And you know, like, um, there was a trial in 83, mm. now when, uh, when Moi was purging mm-hmm. through his, his kikuyus, mm-hmm. getting rid of those powerful ones. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Oko was the only cabinet minister to speak. And then in 84, he once warned MPs of, quote-unquote, siyasaza kumalizan. The politics of? Finishing each other, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> so, um, basically the man is a dedicated politician who actually seemed to have cared about his constituents as people mm-hmm. and not like as a political ace that he could exploit for his own shenanigans, mm-hmm. which is rare. Given that yesterday, that rare. yesterday I spent my evening watching the finance bill debate. The people who voted yes, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, we lost, yeah? I was disappointed. We're getting that so finance dis- bill. We're get- I mean, it's a good thing for content creators, because instead of it being um, 15, it's, it's five. five. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're doing it clause by clause. Mm-hmm. But also it's like, you have not, the root of government has kind of forgotten that in order to increase taxes, mm-hmm. you need public trust. You don't have public trust. You know, I was listening to actually I was watching a funny video of mm-hmm. a of a of a territory in Norway mm-hmm. where their taxes is capped at sixteen percent. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's capped at sixteen percent is because Norway believes it cannot give you any services. So there's no healthcare, there's no retirement. You have to plan everything. Norway. Basically. Norway the socialist... It's a territory of Norway. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. So it's like a very cold place that can't grow anything so they import everything Uh so life is very expensive so the way they did it is that they reduce taxes Mm -hmm. and that's the point that because they can't deliver as much services they can't tax you as much yeah in kenya they're offering to deliver you those services but they never have given you those services in nhif had a blue point they had like a a blue pill moment Mm -hmm. for like two years where people were actually getting services and i think the the first administration mm-hmm. of the Uhuru administration. Actually but since then, yeah, no. nothing. I mean, the uh, pregnancy, maternal care stuff, that one is that excellent. One is fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Really um, but the, the issue that you're having is you have a country that needs to make more money. The economy mm-hmm. needs to grow, yet you're telling them more and more tax. And all of you people who found small loopholes in avoiding taxes, bro, we're coming for you. Um, I think there's a line between raising funds and people not having food to eat there was an article i think you shared it on your instagram where it's saying that guys are not people have now moved to one meal a one day meal a day it's ex- have you have you guys used a thousand bob recently i have i thought i had to buy i had to buy some ingredients for food and i could only buy like three before that a thousand bob would allow me to buy everything i needed what is this so is jazzy? Insane. I used to go to, like, when I was younger, Thousand Bob was the world. Oh, you go to the amazing. shop, you just buy everything. Thousand Bob, you're rich. You have a huge basket. Now, if your basket has five things, you are lucky. Mm-hmm. Noodles, which is the man, the cheap bachelor's food, has gone up in prices. Unga, another cheap bachelor's food, has gone up in prices. Vegetables have gone up in prices. Meat has gone up in prices. Bro, Yogurt has gone up in pr- everything. And you know, it's butter, which higher. is a thing I could have eaten when I'd visit like rich people. They don't have butter anymore. Do you know, it's actually gone up higher. What? Like the price, the cost of like the cost of unga, sugar, flour, oil is about to increase. Do you know, I told because everyone because of these taxes in my house the, because I have a roommate. We have agreed when we're not buying sugar. It's just not gonna happen. Five hundred shillings for a two kilo, two kg. I know. I'm sorry, sugar is not that important. So maybe you'll see me lose like 60 kgs and everyone around me lose weight. It's not just, I think everyone might lose weight because you just can't afford to eat anymore. You can eat, just not good food. And yet what I find really interesting is that like, if you were to leave Nairobi, like to try to go out on like a Friday or a Saturday, all the clubs would be full. Oh yeah, our our priorities are not not very well organized. I mean, no, but but it makes a lot of sense. Like Mm -hmm. when shit is hard, Fuck it, drink. You need something to feel good about. Soon we won't be able to afford our drink. Maybe we move into Changa. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking, Ruto government. Don't kill me about that Changa guy. <laughs> okay. So, mm-hmm. 1979, that's where we were at. Yes. This is the first time that Ouko was appointed 
as the Minister for Foreign Affairs. Mm -hmm. And he would remain in this post until 1983, when he was given another docket, which is the Minister for Labour. Mm. As Minister for Labour, Ouko served as the chairman of the Governing Council of the International Labour Organization. Mm -hmm. And uh, later, he was also recognized by like South Korea for like doing great things um, for, I think, like the non-aligned countries during the, during the Cold War. Um, okay. By 1987, Ouko was serving as a Minister of Industry. Unfortunately, this is not where he should have been. Uh, by the late 1980s, Kenya's economy was in the shitter. Mm. And Moy needed a way to keep foreign capital and funds in Kenya. He needed to maintain the allies he'd won in the early days of his presidency, um, but also he needed someone who could defend his actions to them when, mm. when they're abroad. So in 1988, Oko was returned to the foreign affairs docket. Um, because like Oko was considered one of the best foreign policy minds in the country, mm-hmm. um, and the reason why he was able to, the reason why he was reappointed was that like for the West, he was a man who at least they saw him as like being very doggedly anti-corrupt. Mm-hmm. They saw him as being the kind of person they could talk to. Yeah. Versus for the Moy administration, they knew that he would toe the party line. He would do what needed to be done to keep the money that needed to stay in Kenya in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And as a result, by 1990, Oko was considered to be, and I quote, a top diplomat and Moy's blue-eyed boy. I don't like the an- analogy, Ooh, but... that? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I got it from like a weird... Um, it might have been like WikiLeaks or like a like a document or something. Boy. Like you know, like a blue-eyed boy. Like you, like you know what they're trying to say, but it's just a bit disgusting. He was just never a threat. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and he as he was one of those politicians, really, the politicians we miss of today, who was really more of a of a guy of um, administration mm-hmm. and um, bureaucracy than he was politics. Mm-hmm. He liked working. Many of these guys were very functional. Nowadays, our politicians who are now our ministers in this new administration uh, were less about that. Their work is not to be politicians. Politics is something on the side. So, yeah, I liked Oko. He was a nice guy. It seems like he was he was the, like a really interesting blend between a technocrat mm-hmm. and a politician. Yes, because it seems played like, the line. Yeah, because well. it seems like and you and you see what happens when there is a difference, right? And like, I think he was only a politician so that he could be, be a, a technocrat. technocrat. Yeah. And you see what happens like when a government appoints technocrats because I think in the early days or towards the end of at some point the Hu regime mm-hmm. he was relying on technocrats actually and not like. Politicians. It's an interesting thing. The constitution, as it is currently stated, mm-hmm. was developed to make cabinet ministers more technocrats than they are politicians. It's just people found loopholes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Uhuru's first cabinet, his second cabinet, there were a few politicians in there, but, there but most of the people inside were technocrats. Um, but then you just realize, oh, all you have to do is resign from your post. And then you, give you can a job. become a technocrat. Yeah. So, unfortunately, despite his competence and mm-hmm. his usefulness, Ouko would still die mm-hmm. uh, in February 1990. In the days before his death, Ouko was seen with a briefcase, the contents of which we will discuss yes. later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. On the 7th of February, he attempted to see Moy, but the plans fell through. Mm-hmm. And on the 9th, he was involved in a nearly fatal car accident, mm-hmm. but escaped unscathed. So, see why I believe he was killed by the state. <laughs> now, at this point, he was already a bit like anxious everyone mm-hmm. around him if you read the Trun and the Kisheru and the Gorsung re- commission reports mm-hmm. it's very clear that like, they reported his mental state as being like quite tense mm-hmm. quite anxious something was weighing on him quite heavily isn't it, isn't it weird how every politician who dies you realize that before they started acting weird like they knew they were gonna die oh this is it's about it's about to get spookier were they warned it's about to get spookier because two days before his death Uko was asked to address a, his congregation at church his words, almost prophetic in their delivery, mm-hmm. seemed to allude to Ouko's knowledge of his impending death. Mm. At the very least, they allude to his troubled state of mind, because he read from Job 7, verses 1 to 14. Um, and witnesses recall that as he was reading, he would you know, periodically stop, mm-hmm. gather himself, wipe tears from his eyes. Oh like he was really feeling this passage. And let me, let me read it to you. Read that passage. Do not mortals have hard service on earth? Are not their days like those of hired laborers? Like a slave longing for the evening shadows or a hired laborer waiting to be paid. So I have been allotted months of futility and nights of misery have been assigned to me. When I lie down, I think how long before I get up. The night drags on and I toss and turn until dawn. 
My body is clothed with worms and scabs. My skin is broken and festering. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and they come to an end without hope. Remember, O oh God, that my life is but a breath. My eyes will never see happiness again. The eye that now sees me will see me no longer. You will look for me, but I will be no more. It's like the most depressing. <laughs> it gets worse. Wow. It gets worse. As the cloud vanishes and is gone, so one who goes down to the grave does not return. Aye. <laughs> he will never come to his house again. His place will know him no more. Oh. Therefore, I will not keep silent. I will speak out in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. This man had been threatened. Am I the sea or the monster of the deep that you put me under guard? When I think my bed will comfort me and my couch will ease my complaint, even then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me with visions, so that I prefer strangling and death rather than this body of mine. Jeez. Yeah, he knew. He yeah. had to have known. <laughs> he had to have known. That is the most depressing thing. Someone came, I don't know if it was like someone from the NIS or someone from... Uh, government came and told him, bro, there's a there's an impending, what is it called? Uh, plot against you? Plot against you and uh, you're not going to survive. Or he was about to make a decision that he knew would get him killed. Uh, yeah, I think I think there was some something going on in his head that mm. he maybe was not sharing to the people around him. I but think so. It's either, like, it's either that this is the verse that he chose because it spoke to him in a situation, mm. or it was just a mere coincidence. Because you know sometimes you go to church and you're just told here, read. Mm. You don't have a say over what you're told it's to possible. read. And this just happened to be what he was given. So either the church was prophetic or he was prophetic. Either way, some like the God God was speaking to him. Hey, and okay. was telling him, my guy, you need to get out of here. You need to run or something. Mm. Anyway. Continue. So on the 12th, Ouko had four visitors over at 8 p.m. to watch the release of Nelson Mandela. By 10.30, his guests had left and Ouko was just left with his staff. Around 3, a, around 3 and 6 a.m. on the 13th of February, 1990, Ouko's maid, Selena, awoke to the sound of a door being shut. When she got up to investigate, she saw a white car at the bottom of his driveway. Mm -hmm. She then saw the car turn left and drive to the place where Ouko's body would later be found. At the time, she thought nothing of it, so she went back to bed. Mm -hmm. Some hours later, um, apparent, uh, uh, um, another person claims that in this white car was Hezekiah Oyugi. Um, the PS for internal security along with three other people. That I don't believe. However, when mm -hmm. Oyugi was asked, like, hey, where were you at the 13th at this time? Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't know. And they were like, hey, okay, fine, then give us the records for your car. He's like, I lost them. <laughs> so we, we don't know. Like, it could be hearsay. But then again, there's no proof to counteract. Why there's nothing you... to prove that it happened and nothing to prove if, that it didn't. If you're looking to murder someone, why would you be there? Because sometimes you want to see it get done. Not as a politician. You, you need, need to be as far away. You need away to trust as... that it's going to get done. Uh, no, no, no. Me, if I'm the politician, I'm not saying I would. But if, you know, you always have to consider everything. If I would, number one, I am in Mombasa. Mm -hmm. In a conference. Mm -hmm. Leading the conference. Everyone is seeing me. Everyone is seeing me. Like there are no phone calls between you and the murderers. Nope. Nothing at in all. Fact, I'm out, I'm out that whole night mm. with guys drinking drinks, chilling. And I get one call from my PA who's got another call from some other random guy who's got another call from that guy who now tells me it's done. That's all. That's, as in, I'm not... I am not being found dead. So the, same, the phone just looks like I talked to my PA. That's all. So, as we know, on the 13th mm -hmm. of February, Oko didn't return home. And he was then quickly reported missing by friends and family. Mm -hmm. on, that, on Thursday evening, on the February of 15th, 1990, the voice of Kenya Radio and Television Services issued the following announcement. Mm. And I quote, The family of the Minister for Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation, Dr. Robert Oko, has reported that the minister left his Koru home last Tuesday in the morning and has not been seen since. Mm. Could Dr. Ooko please contact his family or, or the nearest police station? Any member of the public who might have any information as to the minister's whereabouts mm -hmm. should report it to the nearest police station. The next day, Ooko's body was found. Mm. Or rather, was reported as found. We're mm. going to get into it. It was reported as found. Upon the discovery, Moy issued the following statement to the country. And I quote, it is with profound sorrow that I have to announce the death of the Honorable Robert Oko, 
Minister for Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation and Member of Parliament for Kisumu Town. On learning of the report of his disappearance, the government mounted an intensive search for Dr. Ouko using all the means at its disposal. Dr. Ouko's partly burnt body was discovered today six kilometers away from his Koru home in circumstances which at the moment suggest foul play. Further investigations are being conducted, but I would like to assure the public that anyone who may be associated with this horrible event will most certainly be apprehended and brought to justice. Actually, this, you're right. It does sound a lot like the JM karaoke situation. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, it's been 33 years. No, Nothing has happened. This is why I told you when you guys asked me, what's the one thing you want to know? What's the one thing you would want as your wish? And I said, to learn all the secrets. You just, want to, you just want to be given all the files and you just sit and told here. Read. This is what happened. This, the files remain here, but the not, you can leave mm. with the knowledge. He killed Boya. He killed JM. He killed and this is why. And this is how. This is why. This is how. And then I write my book. And then in my deathbed, it is released. Now wait, like, but, but does it come after your family? No, no, there's, a, there's an unwritten rule. You never go after the family. Until you do. No, 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 no. Don't take away my dream. <laughs> I've always had that one dream of, you know what? I'm never going to tell secrets when it comes to things, but I'm going to write a book. And then I'm going to instruct in my will that upon my death, it is released. That book is released. I wish, I wish, I wish um, John Joe had done that when he died. Oh, I oh, wish oh. he had done that. <laughs> I wish he had said, fuck it. Like, let, let this country burn. I am dead. I don't care anymore. But I think... There has to be a, a reason why he said no. I'm not, I'm gonna, the secrets die with me. Yeah, those people were honorable. I'm not honorable for shit. Because I think I think Jonjo knew. I think Jonjo was very aware of I think who did all this shit. Most of them knew. Yeah. I think most of them knew. So we need to back up a bit and talk about his mm-hmm. body. Mm. So Oko's body was found by a 13-year-old herds boy named Paul Shikuku yep. near Nyando River at the foot of the Gotalila Hills mm-hmm. at around 1 p.m. on the 13th of February, the day he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was officially reported on the 14th, on the 16th, 16th. Three, de- three days later. Okay. Now what happened was was that like Ouko had like run, no, Shikuku, the herds boy, had run to tell the village elders in the mm-hmm. community that, hey, I found a dead body. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is Ouko. Mm-hmm. And the elders were like, wait yeah we're not gonna say anything yeah because they're gonna kill the messenger mm-hmm. and i don't want to get involved in this right now um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not gonna do this um so they kept it quiet until his body was later found by police constable jer fitter dambiri mm-hmm. number 48774 um and uh on the 16th of february like that was when the official report came in mm-hmm. when shikuku found the body he found Ouko's uh, body burnt up from the chest down, because the de- from chest down, um, with a his state issued weapon, a can, a pen, spectacles, a walking stick, and a torch. Later forensic analysis would also reveal a single strand of Caucasian hair on his body. That was a white person. A single strand. It's, it's a single strand, like that one strand of hair. Which you know for a fact the Kenyan police did not bag and keep a separate evidence because oh, we could have. Because I was going to ask you, could that could they at least have figured out if that was a male or female? They, they I don't think they bagged it. I think they were like, "Oops, sorry, went in the wind." Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, what they did, the murderers, what they did was um, they had taken the diesel, the which was in the can, and poured it all over his chest, mm-hmm. and then just set him afire. Which is why, like, his chest was particularly burned. Why but, like, diesel? his limb... Diesel burns quick. Diesel, though. Diesel burns quick. find something else. Use acid. <laughs> diesel burns Use quick. Use petrol. Diesel burns quick. Petrol burns faster. Uh, but I, apparently diesel is much better for, like, burning bodies. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get into the mechanics so of how to dispose slow, it's of... It's very hard to light diesel. But it also burns. When it burns, it burns. So I've been told. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. His body was found three days later. Three days later. Um, and it was identified by his brother, Barak Mbaja, and another guy called Professor Joseph Oliech. Mm-hmm. Soon after his body was found, the Kenya police investigation began, and it was led by Deputy Director of the CID, Mr. Cleofas Okoko. Mm-hmm. And it began with a very bad, very, 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 very bad call. Upon discovering Oko's body, senior government officials mm-hmm. and security service officials decided that Oko's body could be left at the scene until the post-mortem could be conducted the next day. Rather than having the guy, the pathologist, come in to do it on the 16th, they were like, you know what? Let's do it seven Let, days. Let's just do it tomorrow. Like, the guy's not ready. Mm-hmm. 
which is bad because you know that allows the evidence to continue decomposing and yeah. makes it a lot harder to figure out what mm-hmm. what's going on but if your job is to cover up what happened then that's exactly so what you play. would do mm-hmm. so this on the 17th the state pathologist dr jason kaviti was called in to figure out what the fuck had happened um, he performed a cursory post-mortem at the scene and an actual autopsy in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And what he found was that Uko's leg had been broken and there was clear indications of bruising all over his body, like he'd been beaten up before dying. Initially, Dr. Kaviti concluded that fire had broken his leg, which is stupid. Fire? Does not break bones. <laughs> it's <Fire>. fire. <laughs> okay. Like, fu- like it, it was broken, like literally just... Yeah. Fire doesn't do that. Mm-mm. People do that. Yeah. Right? Um, so sensing he was wrong, Dr. Kaviti course-corrected, mm-hmm. and he said, well, actually, the, he, the leg had been broken by an object, and Oko had been killed with a single gunshot wound to the head at mm-hmm. the scene of the crime. So where he was found was where he died. Mm. Um, and But it, he then, like, after going in the right direction, he then swerved and said that Oko had killed himself. The gunshot was self-inflicted, and, and he broke his own legs. Yeah. No, no, no. he, yeah. He, the, his theory was that Oko had set himself on fire and then shot himself in the head. And the question is, how? Just need how? to tell you. <laughs> Number one, I light myself up on fire with diesel and then I shoot myself in the head and then somehow the diesel fire breaks my legs. Makes perfect sense. Makes a lot of sense. Number one, normally you need something. If, if you're burning yourself, Think of the, the guy who started the, the Arab Spring. Mm. You need like a tire or something that, that helps keep that heat. Yeah. To burn yourself is not an easy it's, task. The human body is not built for burning. It's not easy to be, to be. And then when you're in that immense pain, to then take your weapon, and just put it at your head and pull. No, don't work. No. And then your legs just break. Anyways, yeah. So when the public got wind of Kaviti's theory... People were like, yeah, mm-hmm, sure, sure, sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Still, government officials were like, yes, that's what happened. He killed himself. Case closed. We're done here. We're done here. Spe- specifically, internal security PS Hezekiah Oyugi, Oyugi and police chief Philip Kilonzo were both like, we have it. We have the man who killed himself. Case closed. And the government and everyone else was like, I'm sorry, do you think we trust you? Mm. Do you think we... You've been lying to us for years. Mm-hmm. Do you really think we're about to trust you right now on this? Um, so the country naturally started to like implode in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And sensing that things were going to get worse if the government didn't do something, mm-hmm. Moy then invited New Scotland Yard to commandeer the Ouko investigation from the Kenyan police and the special branch. On the 19th of February, the invitation was sent, and two days later, on the 21st, Chief Inspector John Troon arrived True. in Kenya with only one job. Mm-hmm. Find out who killed Ouko. Mm-hmm. He was met not by lead investigator Okoko, mm-hmm. but with the DC for Nakuru of the area, John Anguka. Mm-hmm. Anguka apparently told Troon that the lead of the investigation was Oyugi, mm-hmm. when it was not. Mm-hmm. Again, strike two in terms of trying to cover this shit up. So how do you think Troon did here? If he's already being met with some shenanigans when he landed, mm-hmm. how do you think he's going to... Do you think he's going to uncover anything? Do you think he's actually going to be successful? Because I don't know. I think the, the hope they were having is that he would see what they're saying, you know, the wink, mm-hmm. wink, wink, and be wink. like, oh, okay, wink. wink. <laughs> cool. Let's do it that way. Yes. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no he failed. Um, in fact, I think towards the end of his stay in Kenya, like mm-hmm. there had been multiple attempts at his life and mm-hmm. multiple death threats had been issued to him mm-hmm. that he just packed up and left. He was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. This is too much. This is too much. It's so clear it's foul play. Very clear it's and foul play. It's so obvious. So now before we get into like the theories, the people, the evidence, um, I need to make like a number of notes. The mm-hmm. first one is uh, sources. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rely on like a combination of Troon's conclusions, the Citizen documentary series, and the TJRC summary of events, mm-hmm. correcting where I can. Um, and this is because like, if you were to rely on just one source material, you'll only get one version of events. Like I read Anguka's book, after mm-hmm. the, the one that he wrote after he was acquitted of the murder, mm-hmm. after his trial. And I realized that he had omitted like a lot of important information in order to make himself look innocent. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> so, Kenyan people who write their books are not 100% honest about the facts they write about. A few are. A few try. Mm-hmm. But most people, of course, 
when you're part of that point moment in history you don't want to say you are the you are the, the suspect mm-hmm. or 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 not even that you are the suspect that they had a point to make yeah. you the suspect so you add flowers but like he could he should have done this like a lawyer which mm-hmm. is you take all the evidence they have against you and you dismantle it systematically maybe piece that would have been piece, better maybe as opposed to just better. pretending it doesn't exist mm. and we're going to get to the evidence against him later on now my second point is about the structure of like the rest of the episode mm-hmm. so i'm going to focus on the mu- on the murder itself like i'm not going to tell you about the drama about the commissions i'm not going to tell you about like what's going on in the country cuz mm-hmm. it's otherwise it's just too much if I was making a video, it would make sense because then you'd have like all this visual stuff. But because this is an audio format, I kind of need to keep it streamlined. Mm-hmm. And we already spent twenty minutes of this episode, basically six forty percent of this episode on banter. <laughs> Do not blame me. I'm not blaming you. I'm I just saw saying. Your eyes. I'm just saying. It's your fault. I'm just saying. We spent forty minutes of this episode on banter. So like. Okay. And I need to streamline this thing. Mm-hmm. But like, all you need to know is that in the '90s, the economy was even worse than it was in the '80s. Um, everyone was abandoning Moy, and Moy kind of had to, you know, do a pivot to get people back on his side, which mm-hmm. is reinstate multi-party rule. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, in fact, my favorite description of the economy, and I'm going to borrow from John Oliver here, is that like Kenya continue the Kenyan economy was the equivalent of like seeing somebody puking, so you start puking, and then somebody else is puking, and then pretty soon everyone is puking. Which seems very familiar to like what's going on right now. <laughs> like you've been in a situation where like somebody's puking and then you see them puke and you're like, oh, and then like that starts a chain and it's pretty soon everyone is throwing up and it's like I've never understood that thing. Never understood why someone's puking should make me puke. Because it's like a human like their disgust triggers your own disgust. Cause like if you're, cause when we used to live together, if somebody was throwing up and you probably shared a meal together then you might also get sick. So your body's going to be like, ah, let me throw up. Let me just get this thing out of my system. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So now our suspects. Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in one corner, we have John and Guka. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the other corner. Well, actually, no, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. no. I, I, I saw it too soon. I saw it too soon. I saw it too soon. So first things first, we have... Oko himself. Remember that was Kavichi's first. Because oh, he shot himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even though his fingerprints were not on the gun, um, and there was also no blood on the gun. Because if you're shooting yourself, you'd expect there to be some blood so blood splatter on the gun. Were itself. they saying his service weapon is what killed him? The thirty-eight the revolver that was found by his side. So his service weapon was the one that killed him. Yes. Um, he apparently I forgot to mention this, but I mentioned it now. They also found ammunition in his pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because this is a man who, for at, at least one fact, we can all agree. Is this a man who knew he was where he was going? He needed to protect himself. Yes. And it is that exact weapon that killed him. Yes. Okay. Yes. So on one side we have Oko himself. Mm-hmm. On the uh, other on end, the, we have Oko himself. We have crime, like just Oko, just a victim of crime in general. We have John Anguka. We then have Biwat, Oyugi, mm-hmm. Moi, and mm-hmm. then finally we have Oko's own family instead a lovely note because i'm pretty sure you heard uh, somebody's phone ringing in the background yeah aileen's she's the one with the with non-apple goods i i only have apples yes 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 indeed me and my green uh, bubble text thing mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's a good enough place for us to stop with the introduction of the suspects each of these suspects including oko himself <laughs> apparently had a reason mm-hmm. to like kill Oko, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and but ha- but like in order of likeliness, mm-hmm. starting with least likely to most likely, mm-hmm. it goes Oko, mm-hmm. crime, his family. Um, I'm gonna say Oyugi, Bewat, and then Moi, in order of like likeliness. And those last three are interchangeable. So in the next half of this episode, I'm going to say very quickly before we close. I disagree with that line. But what? Okay. What do you mean? What do you mean you disagree with that line? You disagree? Okay, so what? Okay, what would you say then? If we were to say it's almost exactly like JM's, mm-hmm. I would say Oko at the bottom, hundred yes. uh, percent. No, 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 crime at the bottom. <laughs> then Oko. <Crime> <laughs> then Oko, because that crime thing is. I'm gonna ask you very simply. Yeah. As a human being. Yes. Even if you live in a farm. Yes. What tells you in your head yes. that my time to walk around my farm yes. is in the middle of the night? If in the complete darkness. There's no street lights. I don't know. Maybe for vibes. No human being, <laughs> none, would walk around their properties or walk anywhere 
in the complete dark of or the night. Or enter a strange car in the middle of the night. Yeah, so crime is gone. He's the, he's not outside for random mm-hmm. reasons. He's outside because he's meeting somebody. So mm-hmm. crime, then he, his murder is himself. Uh, I would say then business, because mm-hmm. you must always put business. Mm-hmm. And then I would say uh, Anguka. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Anguka, yeah. Biwot and, uh, no, Anguka. No, Moi, Anguka, Biwot and Oyugi. So, so okay. Biwot and Oyugi are my number one. Why not Mo? Okay, it's okay. I, I understand why Moi is lower for you, mm-hmm. simply because like he's not that stupid. Moi would never. I don't. I doubt Moi would ever come and openly say to the public. What, what made me rub him off is what you said. He came to the public and he said, "I, it is with unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. It's my unfortunate uh, privilege, not privilege, but whatever responsibility I, I, I to, tell you, to say." Yeah. Um, that this man has been murdered, mm-hmm. he's been burnt mm-hmm. partially, and foul play is unplayed. Yeah. Normally, if a president or someone that high level has murdered somebody, you've already created the the back the backstory. Yeah. You're not gonna tell the public about the state he was found. You're not gonna tell the public about um, the foul play of it. You're gonna try and say he committed suicide. Um, the, a gun was found to his brain with his hand on it. Like that's yeah. All you would have framed it differently. You'd have framed yeah. it differently. So I think this is a man just like. Kenyatta with JM, who his people did it. But he knew he had no he had no knowledge. They did it without his express but knowledge. Then he found out after the fact, and he was and like, he "I need to protect them. my people." Or no, I need to protect myself. By protecting my people. Yes, if your people did it, you have to protect yourself because already there's pressure that uh, the Americans are saying no deals, no no mm-hmm. loans. A uh, few months later, Saba Saba happens. Mm-hmm. As in, there's so much pressure on him, he needs to find a way to get the pressure off state. Yeah. So I don't think Moy did it, but we'll continue. We will continue. Uh, do you have anything you want to close on? I know we've spent a lot of the today, like laying the foundation and the scenes and mm-hmm. things. Uh, yeah. I think today I'm gonna be weird. I'm gonna bring in the humanity of this situation. Okay. Many times people, and I'm one of those people are easy and quick to say that uh, these are just the consequences of the state of state building. But uh, Robert Ouko was killed very soon. Tom Boyer, JM Karaoke, all these people we've spoken of were killed for reasons that no longer carry, that have never carried value. You mean the only one that like still makes a lot of sense is mm-hmm. Chief is Chief Warohio? Chief Warohio. Warohio, like that mm-hmm. one I, I get. That one I get. That one, yeah. It's complex, he was in the it. middle of, yeah. of, of a time that was extremely difficult. But apart from that, these people had lives, they had mm-hmm. all these things. We tend to forget and we tend to just see them as these parts of our history. But imagine that Ouko's family still exists today. Tom Boyer's family still exists today. Um, Jim Karaoke's as well, although I, I don't know much of them. Uh, so Arguin's Kodek. Arguin's Kodek as well, although I don't believe Arguin's Kodek was... You just think it was an accident? Yes. But surely if it was an accident, the state would have found the person, they would have found somebody to blame. Clearly we can tell that our, our crime fighting skills were horrible. I don't think so. I genuinely think that like Kenya is one of those places where if they want to find you, they will find you. Yes. They just don't want By to find way, you. By the way, let me not lie to you. What we hear in, in political science when you're learning is that Kenya's in, um, what are they called? I don't know. Secret those service, people, intelligence. Intelligence community is one of the best in the world. Yeah. The question is just what they act on. So there are people like Moi would have known a lot of these secrets. Yeah, like, yeah, because he's been told Kanyotu mm-hmm. would have known all of these secrets. One day you should do Kanyotu. You'll never find anything on him. But that's the problem. Like, like, it's one of the reasons why. Like, one of the few things I respect about the United States, mm-hmm. and this was not something the government would have liked. This was something that was imposed upon it by the people. That like the CIA kind of has to declassify shit every fifty years or so. It's beautiful. Which means that we find out like it's too late for us to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But we now know that the CIA was involved in a lot of fucked up shit mm-hmm. in the sixties, seventies, fifties, eighties, nineties. We all know this. Why can't we can prove it? Why can that legislator that we all hate and love at the same time? What's his name? Omtata. Omtata. You see exactly what I said. We all love and hate at the same time. You were like, I know exactly. Why can't he take them to court and say, by the way, we should start a legislation we should know where every fifty years, NIS declassifies its material. Because they have so much they're sitting on. We just wouldn't it just be fun? I think you even suggested this the first time we did a assassination episode. Mm-hmm. Like the Ken- like Ruto, if you really wanted to fuck shit up, mm-hmm. release information mm. selectively, but release as much of the truth as you can afford to. Yeah. And you let, like, whatever happens, happens. You're Release done. Release the truth as long as you can manipulate yeah, it. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, and all he has to do is hire good propagandists. And they are there. 
how would yes they're there they're there they're there yes mm. they're there uh, and on that note thank you so much for listening to part one mm-hmm. uh, we will try to tamper down with the banter for part two but no promises no no promises I don't promise you wow shion 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 and uh, goodbye see you in I don't know a week or so maybe mm. whatever you decide yeah you got ah. too much power <sighs> isn't it wonderful listening to the Utojuro Hujuri podcast. I really appreciate you giving me your time of day. I know that your time is very valuable. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at utajuahujuri.pod. That is at U-T-A-J-U-A-H-U-J-U-I dot P-O-D on Instagram. Please don't forget to like, share, review, do all the nice things. I could really use the boost. Okay, enjoy the rest of your time on this planet. 